we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris Wild here. Well, Chris Stolle. I don't know why I keep saying Wild. I'm not a wrestler anymore. Uh, with Mr. Brian Miller of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. What's up, guys? And here we are doing the inaugural Realm of the Mist podcast. This Take is two. number one. Take two. Take two. And we are going to talk about the stuff that was originally on the first episode that never got aired, uh, i.e. the Ghostbusters 2016 and uh, Ghostbusters 3. And that whole controversy. But beforehand, we're going to go somewhere that basically Realm of the Mist really never went. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had it had to be said, but we never really went in this direction. But there's enough stuff that we got to talk about. Some things that we both want to air grievances on. And quite honestly, uh, some things we want to show some pride in. If, if, if I can just let it be known here, because, I mean, Mr. Brian Miller sitting here in a Make America Great Again hat. Hey, it's give my you thinking kind of cap. A clue. It's my thinking cap. I will tell you straight out, this is your only warning. This is a trigger warning. Some of you people may find this to be inspiring. Some may find this subject matter to be offensive. Listen at your own risk. And look, uh, uh, full disclosure, too, before we get going on this, just so you guys kind of know what we're getting into. Uh, Chris and I are both uh, conservatives. You know, there's, there's a couple things that my liberal buddy and I do kind of agree on, but for the most part, you know, I know I'm, I consider myself right wing and I know Chris considers himself right wing, but, but unlike some of the extreme right, we're actually willing to listen to other people and, and hear their ideas. And we don't judge people just cause you have a different opinion than we do. That's just what it is. It's just an opinion. Everybody has different opinions and there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we, we welcome the debate. We welcome the conversation. We, we want to hear what you guys have to say, you know, and, and we're willing to hear you out. So, well, here's the thing. This is not live like we normally do through Twitch and through YouTube. Uh, we're go- we're going to record this one because I don't know how long it's going to go or anything else. That's why we're recording it. Uh, there's not going to be a time frame. Normally, Realm Limits podcast will be about an hour long. But this one, because there's so much we want to discuss and, and, and get into, uh, it may go a little longer. That's why it's going to be pre-recorded. Guys, that does not mean we don't want to hear your opinion. That's what the comment section down below is for. But I will ask this. We, Brian and myself, are going to try to remain as uh, respectful in our opinions as we possibly can towards other people and their points of view. I request that you do the same. I will not delete you for, for stating your opinion, but if you're attacking other people for their opinions, you will be removed from the comment section. Hey, this, is not, this is not meant to trigger the trolls. This is meant to have an open dialogue of ideas. So with that being said, the first things we got to talk about, if you haven't figured out from the intro already. We'll, we'll piss everybody off at the beginning, and then we'll talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> is the State of the Union address was just given a couple days ago by our points of view. Um, President Trump has come and given his second uh, inaugural uh, State of the Union address discussing certain uh, policies within the country that have gone in in the last two years, uh, plans for the future. And he made some a lot of statements that uh, 
really didn't sit too well with the Democratic left, the left side of the aisle. Brian, you want to go into some details of what you liked and didn't like about uh, this particular one? Uh, first off, overall thoughts, uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to go right for the jugular here, right off the bat, uh, zero to 60. Uh, you know, right. I want to start with the end of it first, you know, and, and the results of, of, of the speech before we actually talk about the speech itself. You know, we, we saw, you know, I watched clips of the democratic, uh, rebuttal. Uh, most of the democratic rebuttal had nothing to do with anything that was said in the speech. Uh, but you know, e- e- look, this and this isn't just because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a right winger. Th- this is everybody. This is CNN reporting this. This is going down in history as one of the greatest State of the Union addresses ever, if not the best. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, even CNN, NBC, ABC, they're all putting out these polls that 75, 76, 77 percent of their listeners approve of what Trump said during the speech two nights ago. You know, that's liberal media telling you that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know they hate reporting that. You know they hate it. So this this speech was absolutely, it was inspiring. You know, it was, you know, before the speech came out, you know, I, I see a lot of people on Facebook arguing, which I've pretty much removed myself from arguing with anybody on Facebook at all anymore. You're not going to change each other's minds. There's no point in doing it. You know what I mean? Like me putting my opinion out there is not going to change the extreme lefts, you know, and I get called a racist, you know, and I'm used to it at this point, so I don't care. And, you know, it doesn't even mean anything now. The word racist does not mean anything anymore at all. No, there, There's no sting to it at all anymore. Um, you know, it, which sucks because there are real racists, racists out there. And when you say that, oh, pff, that's not an insult anymore. But this speech, you know, every, every point he hit, he got some cheers. He got some boos. You know, he got... The Democrats and the, the the Democrats and Republicans chanting USA. Hell, one guy had happy birthday sang to him. You know, like how cool was that? That was cool, and <laughs> and you know, it was it was one of those speeches that no matter how you spin it, Trump came out on top during that speech. And like I like I was saying earlier, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people arguing on Facebook before the speech. I was starting to lose complete and utter faith that he would ever get termed to. And now that I've seen this speech, I can almost guarantee you. Trump's going to win 2020. Well, see, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, let, let me let me go into the cons before I go into the pros of the speech, because uh, the, yeah. the, the cons are going to be a lot shorter of a list to, to handle here. Um, and again, these are personal opinions. But like like Brian said, this is getting reported even from both sides of the aisles, media outlets, whether it's Fox, CNN, whatever. They're all pretty much singing the same tune that this will go down in history as one of the greatest State of the Union addresses of all time. Which, yes, that's got to be a lot of crow for, for CNN and uh, MSNBC to, to, to swallow since they've been talking about Orange Man bad for so, for so long. You know, so <clears throat> I am seeing a lot of the, uh, the left side, especially like the late night viewers talking about like, oh, every single one of it was a lie. You know, Trump didn't didn't say anything that was truthful or factual in his State of the Union address whatsoever, except it is. You can go it look is. it up. Yeah. Every single part of it has been accurate. The, yes. Did he embellish some stuff? This is one of the negatives. Uh, did he embellish some stuff like if I was never elected president, we'd be at war? Yeah. With North Korea. That's Trump. Not a great line. Yeah, that wasn't a, not the a, greatest thing. Yeah. Not a great line, but at the same time, even that's not necessarily wrong. It's true. Though. He was the he was the one that 
brought a peace talk to North Korea, who has brought North and South Korea to the table with each other. You got to give the man his due, regardless of his own ego, which the statement is his ego. Right. And I don't agree with him placating his ego. But at the same indifference, the man, first off, has a right to be egotistical because he pulled off what no president has been able to do. And that's get North and South Korea to sit down and talk. Well, it's not that they couldn't. It's just that they wouldn't. Right. And two, that's just the way Trump is, man. He's balls to the wall, like uh, to to steal your phrase, balls to bone. I'm going to say what I want to say and do how I want to do because I'm going to do it for the right reasons. That's Trump. Love him or hate him, that's Trump. And it obviously works because it got the man elected. You know, I mean, it works. That's... It's it's not one of those whether you like it or not. Trump did win. Trump won. Like even even if Hillary, you know, everybody says, well, Hillary had the popular vote. Well, guess who quit the race? Guess who's who? Guess who seated the race? Guess who mm-hmm. threw in the towel and quit before it was over? So it doesn't matter that she won. She could have come back and won the, the electoral vote. Guess what? She still quit the race. Trump still won. Well, that's it. You know. You know. So let, let, let's 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 use that. Let's use that hypothetical. Yeah. Let's let's say for the sake of argument. That she did win the popular vote and the electoral vote, and technically she should be president. That hypothetical part, you put it directly out there. She could have won by a landslide, and she turned around and said, I throw in the towel. That automatically makes Trump president. Whether she had the the votes or not, she surrendered. She quit. She gave up. Yeah. She quit. So, so there's no, there's none of the spinning that she won the popular vote. She should be president. That all goes out the window as soon as she calls Trump on election night twenty or twenty sixteen. It all went out the window at that moment. So mm-hmm. that argument, there's no argument there. Okay, so Trump is president whether you like it or not. And you know, personally, I support Trump. You know, I I, I do. And it's and it's look and, and full disclosure, Chris, this might be a shocker to you. I actually didn't vote for Trump in twenty sixteen. I didn't. I actually voted uh, uh, for uh, Gary Johnson, you know, and it was because at the time it was one of those things where it was, oh, great. Hillary's the murderer and Trump's just going to buy the election. And that was really where I was at on election night. So I voted Gary Johnson. But since Trump has taken office, man, he's he's won me over. Look, I'll be the first one to admit Trump was not my first choice. I, I never vote. I never vote third party because to me it is a wasted vote. I know I'm going to, I hear you in the comment section. I know. Oh, the only reason it's a wasted vote is because nobody votes for him. No, the reason nobody votes for him is because in the end it's always Democrat versus Republican. Always. Independence, Green Party, they never, ever get the support. Yep. And they're never, ever going to get the support. It is rigged that way that they will never get the support. Yep. I'm sorry, but the truth hurts. That's the so machine. So you have a choice between. You have a choice between Democrat or Republican, right or left. So looking at the choices, Trump was not my first choice. Yeah. I actually voted for Cruz. I wanted Ted Cruz. I've been all right my, with that too, yeah. That was my horse in the race. When Cruz got beat out by Trump and Hillary beat Bernie, that's that cemented Trump. That's but the then other again, thing. Then Hil- again, if Hillary didn't beat Bernie, Trump still would have been my horse. Because I wouldn't want a communist running this country either. And yes, I said communist. Technically, she she didn't beat Bernie. The DNC no, was rigged Bernie. also. You know, and yeah, had it been Bernie up against Trump, I can almost guarantee you Bernie would be president right now. So you it's could almost so you could almost, almost have to thank Hillary for this. 
you almost have to thank Hillary, but you almost, almost feel bad for Bernie. Almost, I don't. Because, well, no, no, no. Let, let me explain. I, of course, I don't feel bad for a socialist, communist, democratic socialist, you know, um, whatever the fuck he wants to call himself, uh, Lenin Jr. <laughs> I don't feel bad for Lenin Jr. for his political views, but he was screwed. Yeah, he he was no win. Yeah, he was he he was screwed because Clinton and you know the 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 lobbyists and everything else they hold in their pocket. Yeah, the power that they've conceit that they use. Uh, same reason why Hillary's not in prison right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The fact of the matter is, is that Trump, for most people, Trump was not the first choice. But he's turning out to be the best choice. Turning out, yeah. You know, I'll admit That's when I'm wrong. Thing. You know, I'll... And here's, the, here's the thing that bugs me about people that don't like Trump. That You know what? I don't care. You don't like Trump. I didn't like Obama. I didn't like Bush Jr., I hated Bill Clinton. I hated Bush Sr. I haven't liked a president since Ronald Reagan, and I was a kid then and didn't understand politics then. Okay? I haven't liked a president since Ronald Reagan, but I still supported the president, regardless of what side of the aisle they sat on. And it's no different for Trump. Of course, even if I hated Trump, I still wouldn't want to see him fail because the president failing means the country is failing. Right. You're so not wrong. why can't we get behind that? You're, you're not wrong. And it's, you know, you, even, you know, I didn't really get heavily into politics until Obama was going into office the first time. That was when I, that was when I really started paying attention to politics. That was what, 2008. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I was, around. I was, I was, you know, just off my 20th birthday, you know, that was when I really started to pay attention to it. And, and, uh, right. you know, even throughout his entire presidency, I, I, I cheered him when he did right. When when he did things right, I I praised the man, but I called him out on his bullshit when he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and, I, and, tr- and I'll do the same thing with Trump. He because there's been things Trump's done that I wasn't a fan of. Firing Mattis? Are you fucking insane? Like what the right. fuck? You know? I mean, there's stuff Trump has done that I'm not a fan of. I'll admit that. Right. But I'm going to support him when he does right and he does right by the country. You know? And, and we'll get back well, to the State of the Union here in a minute. But 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 no, uh, no, you're. you're- you're absolutely right, and and I'm right there with you. I mean, the, I think the only time I ever applauded Obama was when they got uh, Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. I think that was really the only thing I ever applauded Obama on. But it, it's it's fair to point out the the inaccuracies of Trump. It's it's fair to to call him out on his bullshit, like you said. But the fact of the matter is, is call him out on legitimate shit. This Russia collusion thing. Bullshit. All of it. It's been proven complete bullshit. Let it go. But the, the, see, the and, and I uh, think I think the left is starting to realize that too. Because how often do you hear them reporting on that thing anymore? Mm-hmm. Not very often. They know there's no story there. Why stay on it? You know, all it was was to keep the heat on Trump. That's all it was, so that all these other people wouldn't get thrown under the fucking bus because of what they did while Trump was running for president before the election. Because they thought Hillary was going to win and all of it would get swept under the rug and nobody would ever know anything about it. And then Trump won and they went, oh shit, we're all screwed. And that's all it is. Just investigate, investigate, investigate. Keep the heat on Trump. Keep the heat on Trump. Keep the heat on Trump. That's all it is. You know, Mm -hmm. anybody with half a fucking brain can see that. The only reason people don't quote unquote see it is because they don't want to. No. That's exactly, that's because their candidate lost. They can't accept it. No, I shouldn't say their candidate lost. Their candidate quit. Their candidate completely threw in the towel, gave up, gave up, 
And right. they can't handle that. You know, if she was willing to, to quit a race like that, what kind of president would she have been? That's exactly it. And I mean, you know, let, let, let's let's put it out all out on the table here. OK, this this is why there's still a divide in the country yep. to sit there and call Donald Trump a racist. That is the complete product of the mainstream media, because if you look back throughout history, Donald Trump's history, that man has done more for lower class citizens, for minorities, for immigrants than most people within this country. He was awarded numerous awards from the NAACP, recognized from like Jesse boxing, Jackson, Jesse Jackson, boxing yeah. commissions with Don King, all because of his work for the minority communities. But when he became president, all of a sudden he's a racist. He's the he's the next. Uh, KKK leader, uh, David Duke. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. He's the next David Duke yeah. and, and stuff of that nature. It's bullshit. It's lies. Trump is the same man he was before he ran for office. And if nothing proves that, the fact that the lowest ever unemployment for anybody, including blacks, Latinos, Asians, so on and so forth, ever in this country is because he wanted those communities, those minorities to succeed. Yeah. No, okay. You, you, you're right. And this other thing about, oh, mean man, grab them by the pussy. You know what? I'm going to challenge you guys right now. Let's be real. Let's be honest. I'm looking dead in the camera, even though you guys can't see me because it's an audio podcast. <laughs> I'm challenging you right now to go think back on any time of your life. That you didn't make some sort of derogatory or sexual or misogynistic comment in some way. Go ahead. I'll wait. Oh, and while you're at it, go ahead and go through Realm of the Mist Entertainment's uh, video podcast. Go to Breaking the Fourth Wall and find the episode of Fuck the FCC. Because <laughs> we recorded an hour of using so many different misogynistic words that we thought were funny. It's locker room talk. And guess what? There it were women not- involved in that same video. Oh, yeah, including my girl. Yeah. She was involved. Yeah. She was laughing her ass off at it because it was locker room talk. There were Every there were racist jokes in there, too. Oh, Guess yeah. what? And Matthew every- Cruz was there for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so so it, it's, it's you know, a perfect example of this, right? We I have an acquaintance, and I won't say her by name. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to call her out. She ain't going to listen to this anyway. Uh, uh, her name's Ayana. She's an acquaintance, uh, an acquaintance of uh, Kirstie and I. And, uh, you know, we used to be pretty close friends. She's pretty hardcore liberal, you know, and you know how I am. So, you know, we butt heads a lot. Of course. Of course. And, uh, you know, when this whole grabber by the pussy thing started coming out with Trump, you know, and that he had said this shit and and everything, like, who the fuck cares? You know, and and, and I saw on Facebook, somebody had said something along the lines of how he had said that. And she goes, well, you know, and, and, and referred to him as, you know, the father of the country at this point. The father of our country shouldn't be saying that right now. You know, the man leading it. She's like, if I ever heard my parents talk like that, I would disown them too. You know, and so I I commented and I'm like, you know, I know you personally. And I personally have heard the conversations you've had with our other friends. And you have said so much worse than that. So Mm -hmm. much worse. Does that make you unfit to be a mother? And she got pissed off. You know, and it's, 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 it's one of the, it just, who cares? Who gives a shit? All the people online that I know personally that that were bitching about his language and his, 
you know, terminology and, you know, and some of the, some of the, I guess you could say vulgar things that he said, they've said the exact same fucking thing. They've said worse. They've said worse. I know damn right. Well, I've said worse. I've said worse. You know, I've said <laughs> worse on these podcasts. I don't care. You know, that's just, <laughs> that's just the way, you know, that's just the way it is. Just because you, just cause I make blonde jokes or, you know, baby jokes doesn't mean I actually want to kill babies, which we'll get to in a minute, but you know, just cause right. I make dead baby jokes doesn't mean I actually want a dead baby. You know, well, they're, look. they're fucking jokes. When, it, when did comedy become the victim in this country? When social justice warriors, uh, warriorship Bullshit. was on the rise. Bullshit. When social justice, no, no, but this is, this is what killed comedy. Social justice warriors, feelings became more important than facts. And, uh, <clears throat> What's the other thing? Uh, political correctness. Political when all correctness. those things, when all those things came into power, it destroyed comedy. You can sum all that up in political correctness. Every bit mm-hmm. of it, you can sum up to it. But you know, and when you get back to to the, the State of the Union speech that he gave, whenever he's up talking about something like that, I don't give a shit about what he said in the past. I don't give a damn. You know, I don't care. You know, even look, and I'll be fair too. Right now, we've you know, like th- think back to uh, Brett Kavanaugh. To all the hearings going on with Brett Kavanaugh. They were going through his high school yearbook. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn about his high school yearbook? And I'll and, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's a double-edged sword. I, I I will sit here and not be the hypocrite. You know, all these, you know, Democratic governor, you know, and lieutenant governor, you know, they're talking about how in their yearbooks they're they're doing blackface. Who gives a damn? Who cares? Right. How is that relevant to what they're doing now? Granted, they're on the opposite side of the aisle for me, but I'll be fair. How is that? How does that have anything to do? Yeah. How does that have any, we're sitting here talking about high school yearbooks. Are you kidding me? So if I ever decide to run for like city council, they're going to pull my yearbook out and see that I blackened out the tooth on some asshole that I went to high school with and say that I'm a jerk because I blackened out his tooth. Are you kidding me? Well, that, 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 no, you're absolutely right. Because I mean, I'll even go so far as to defend fucking AOC, which God forbid. Oh God, are you feeling all right? But like you know how like they came out with the videos of her dancing around doing music videos and, and shit like Who that cares? as a teenager. Dude, if I ever ran for like a political office and shit came out of shit that I did in high school, I'd probably get fucking lynched. Probably. Okay, but I thought it was cool back then and back then I had no aspirations for any type of leadership or or uh in the public eye lifestyle. Right. So what did I care? Yeah. And and to the point, I'll put this. I'll put the point right on the head, like what you were talking about with the blackface and everything else. Look, is it kind of fucked up? I'm not going to lie and say it's not. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. But the fact of the matter is, this is the 21st century. Everybody who lives in the United States is free, free to choose, free to think, free to act. There is there is no reason for things like racism to exist in this world, and the only reason that it does. Honestly, the only reason that it does is because people can't let it go. Yeah. They can't let it go. Everything's got to be about race. Everything has to be about race. Oh, I'm being held back because I'm uh, because of my race. Oh, you have privileges because of your race. Oh, uh, you're not allowed to be here because of your. No, nobody has ever fucking said that ever except for the racists who refuse to accept the fact that everybody's responsible for their own actions, their own points of view, yeah. and their own abilities within the world. Yeah. The end. No, you're, If we you're, all you're stopped right. blaming, if we all stopped playing the victim and we all stopped blaming skin co- pigmentation, skin pigmentations for everything, 
racism would die. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, and and you know, going back to the State of the Union address, you know how how are Democrats? How how is only half of a room applauding <laughs> lowest African American uh, unemployment ever? How how is only half of a room celebrating? You know, uh, lowest number of people on food stamps ever. How how is half of a room celebrating that Trump wants to make all fourth trimester, quote unquote, abortions illegal? How is only half of a room celebrating this shit? Oh, by the way, pay attention. The half of the room that was standing up and celebrating these things was the ones that are supposed to be the evil, racist, right, misogynistic, hateful conservatives republicans the dirty word no you're you're right you know and it's and 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 you know and i'll I'll play devil's advocate there are republicans too in the gop that are are just as two-faced that are just as hypocritical there there are i mean you can't say washington dc without having hypocrite thrown in the middle of it somewhere it's impossible Mm -hmm. you know and 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 it shouldn't be that way but I, i say that to to say this out of every politician that I can remember. Now, granted, I'm only 30 years old, but as far back as I can remember, when's the last time you ever saw a candidate actually fulfill more than 5% of their campaign promises? This man has already completed over half. Yeah. When's the the last time that happened? When when, Politicians don't do that shit. Trump's not a politician. Trump is a businessman. No, he's running the country like a business. And he's running it like a business, which is exactly the way it needs to be run. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's it, not running it like a president. That's no. why a lot of people have a problem with Trump. It's because he doesn't act like every politician that has come before him. Yep. Every poli- including Reagan. I'll throw Reagan in there. I'll throw Kennedy in there. They were politicians. They acted in the political realm the way a politician acts. Trump is not a politician. Well, Trump Reagan was an actor. Man- Reagan was an actor, but he was yep. also... He also schooled for, yeah. for politics. Yeah. Trump is business. Yeah. Trump runs companies. Now, yes, people talk about, well, Trump's got some bankruptcies. Yeah, of course he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. But 17 companies out of how many? Yeah. 17 companies out of how many? Or ele- I think it's 11 companies. Is- 11 companies out of however many hundreds. You know, he's still rocking a 90 some odd percent. Shut up. Exactly. And then. Let's take into consideration, too. They talk about, like, uh, oh, you know, he, he's he's uh, off-taxing the rich, so he's getting budget cuts and tax cuts and blah, 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 blah. Does anybody pay attention to the fact that he gave up CEO of all Trump industries to his son to be president and then donated every last cent, red cent of his presidential salary to charity? The man is doing this shit for free. He's not making a dime in any way, shape, or form. And that still ain't good enough for you people to understand that this man is not your enemy. Yeah. No, you're right. You know, and and it's going to take a stimulus package to win people over. It's going to take free money. Remember, that's what Obama did within the first couple years of, of being in office. I remember getting a check in the mail from the government for 640 some odd dollars, if I remember right. It was a stimulus right. package. That won people over. Oh, my God. Free money? Are you kidding me? Trump hasn't done that, but, techni- yeah, but I guess technically he go? has. Technically, where did that free money go? Where did that free money go? I saved mine. Tax raises. Yeah, I, I saved my cash though. You know, and and, and I, I I sit here and say Trump hasn't done that, but look at the tax cuts. You know, and and, and you know, and I'm probably going to get kicked off after saying this, but I've been on Occupy Democrats Facebook page 
for like three weeks now trolling the shit out of them. They think I'm one of them, you know, and, and all I'm doing is, is sitting there and watching the comments roll through and, and throwing out an opinion and, and they're eating each other alive, you know, and it, it, it doesn't, it, it, you're either it, Democrats are like, I don't want to say all Democrats, but the far left Democrats, they look at other Democrats and go, Oh God, if you're not a far left, you just should be a Republican. You know, there's no right. gray area with them anymore, you know? And, 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 and Trump is trying to find that gray area. He's trying to find that middle ground for everybody. He wants, like I said during the live stream two nights ago, because we, we did a, a watch party on Facebook for, for yeah, the for State sure. of the Union address. And, and we had several of our friends and family and stuff tune in. But it was, you know, I, I said during that, Trump wants everybody to win. He wants it to be a win, 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 win situation for everybody. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not fighting. He's not competing. He's trying to make this work. Everybody says Trump hasn't negotiated on the border wall. Bullshit. How many times? Look at his latest proposal. He's the only one who did. He look, look, he's the only one who did. And, and, you know, even Republicans are pissed that he's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, look at how much he gave up. He's, he started the government back up. Granted, I want to see how this turns out next week. You know? But it's, right. it's one of those things that he has given ground over and over and over again. Pelosi, pull your head out of your fucking ass and do the goddamn same. You've got Democrats yelling at you. Get in the fucking room. And work with the man. Well, you got you got your far left, and you're absolutely right because not only is it like if you're not far far left, you're Republican. That's the way they look at it. But if you're Republican, you're automatically alt right. Yeah. Look, Republicans don't like the alt right, and they say we put labels on people. Right. We don't like the alt right. No. Fuck no. Those those are the fucking banjo playing fucking assholes that nobody <laughs> likes. Okay. I call myself right of center because there are liberal ideals that I do agree with. I'd agree with that. I think I'm a little more far right than you are, but I would agree with being there. Yeah. You know, so that that's how, that's how I view myself. But you know, the fact of the matter is, is if you were to put a, a scale where the cent, the moderate center, and then you've got right and left wing, maybe a thumbnail of the right and a, thumbnail of the left would be alt the rest of it is normal conservatives normal democrats and then of course your moderates in the center Mm -hmm. that's the truth yeah the problem is is that the ones that are making the most noise on either side are the extremists on both sides and they're ruining it for everybody else let's take into consideration that not only is it them being loud, being obnoxious, being stupid, and trying to to sway public opinion to their points of view one way or the other, but they're painting bad everybody else. Like right now, again, I will point out, Brian is wearing a MAGA hat. Now, I know this man is not going to go out and, and step on some drum circle rally or something of that nature, you know, because... He's ex-military. He fought for your right to assemble, whether he agrees with it or not. He's not going to go do that. But at the same time, how many of you are going to go bother him at McDonald's and throw soda in his face? First off, I really hope he records it because I want to oh, see Oh, no, I can't too. wait to go out in public wearing this thing. I can't <laughs> I wait. Wanna... I'm so excited. I just got it in the mail yesterday. I'm so excited. And you know what? Let, let, let me bring up, you know, t- you're talking about the MAGA hat for a second. I wouldn't even have bought this fucking thing. If it wasn't for everybody losing their minds over one of the Covington Catholic kids wearing a hat in front of a Native American. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even have bought this this thing. 
But now the Native American. Let's be honest. Let's be real. The full video, the Native American who came up and got in his face. Right. Correct. The kid did not do anything to him. The Native American got into his face. The kid, if you watch the video, finally got out of the guy's way. The guy followed him and stayed in his face. All the while, the black Israelites sitting there calling out racial slurs and everything else to those kids who were waiting for their bus. Let's be real. They were not the aggressors. Was that kid an arrogant little shit sitting there smiling? Yeah. But was he at fault? Was he in the wrong? No. No, you're right. He wasn't. And, and you know, and if it takes wearing this hat to, because at this point, the battle lines are drawn. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? And at this point, if that's what it takes to show which side you're on, I'm all for it. You know, I don't care. I don't care anymore. But, you know, uh, t- talking about the speech a little bit more uh, real quick before we move on to the next. Yeah, let's get back on Before there. the next <laughs> subject. Yeah, we, we just like ran off into this fucking just it tumbleweed of shit for a half hour. Uh, but no. It, it ta- needed to be said. It did need to be said. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but but the <laughs> the thing is with this speech. No matter which side you're on, I remember I said this too during during the, the or right right at the end of the speech. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on right now. You cannot refute that everything that man said was true. You can say there are alternative facts. There's no such thing as a fucking alternative fact. A fact is a fact is a fucking fact. I don't give a mm-hmm. damn what you know about your feelings. Which reminds me, I have a T-shirt on the way here right now that says Trump 2020. Fuck your feelings, right on it, and I'm gonna wear that motherfucker in public too. And I don't give a nice. shit. You know, nice. and it's. And it's one of those things where if you can't accept fact, that should be a mental disorder. It really should. If somebody tells you repeatedly, the sky is blue. No, it's not. It's, 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 it's yellow. No, it's not. It's green. There's something wrong with you. And it's not because you're colorblind, which guess what? That's a birth defect too. But I'm not going to judge yeah. you on it. My best friend is colorblind, partially. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, 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 it's one of those things where fact is fact. When Trump comes out and says, we have the lowest African-American unemployment in history, he's not wrong. He's right. We've got the best econ- We've had the best January in our economy in, what, 30 years? That's fact. Mm-hmm. That, I don't give a damn. It, that, that, that's, that's true. You know? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I care about global warming. Guess what? We have less carbon emissions now than ever before. That's fact. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, I'm sorry if you don't like the, the fact. The truth hurts sometimes. Swallow the fucking pill, and if you have to, choke on it. Because well, that, because that is exactly the way it is. And here's the here's the other fact that most of you need to get through your head. This is Trump's doing, not Obama's. Obama did not put this shit in motion. Obama didn't give two shits about any of you people. He was too busy sowing dissent and filling his pockets. Yep. Obama did not put any of the stimulus of the economy or other or the lowering of unemployment into any effect. This is Donald Trump. And, and, and like I said earlier, don't get me wrong. If Trump does something that I don't like, I'm going to call him out on it. I'm not going to no, defend the, I'm not going to defend the man on everything he does just because, oh, God, Trump's 2020. And no, I'm not going to do that. You know, like I said, he fired Mattis. That was a dumb fucking move. You know, mm-hmm. personally, you know, I, I'm all for ending the war in the Middle East. I'm all for it. But being somebody who was over there, physically over there. You don't want to pull them all out. End this the right way. Don't just quit on it. End it the right way. Well, no, you got you got to learn. You, you got to learn from Operation Desert Storm, yeah. uh, where we went in. You know, months of preparation for two weeks worth of fight, and then when we had uh, 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 Hussein in our hands, 
And Schwarzkopf, we wanted to go get him. Bush says, oh, no, never mind. And then we just pulled out. Yeah. We allowed the regime to do what it did to that country afterwards because we walked away. Yeah. Yeah, we pulled a Hillary Clinton. Yeah, we walked away. <laughs> so, we allowed we allowed that to happen. That's yeah. on us. Yep. So we do have to do it right. But it is time for us to get it out is. of that area. I agree, you know. But this this whole Mattis thing, man, I hate I hate this Mattis thing. I'll I'll I'll, I'll say that much. But anyway, we've got other stuff we got to talk about also. Well, let let's let's dive in a little deeper to the actual uh, State of the Union address here. Uh, of course, the big the big uh, notes that hit to me uh, played at the beginning of this episode. America is not, will not, and will never be a communist country, a, a socialist country. We will never adopt socialism, democratic or otherwise. <laughs> How, how'd that go again? Democratic or otherwise. Oh my God, this is so awesome. <laughs> the fact of the matter is America is a constitutional republic and that our financial systems do lean towards the capitalist uh, ideals will never change within this country. And you know, if they try to, if let's say by some weird chance Kamala Harris or even by some weirder chance, Cory Booker wins the presidency next year. Right. Right. And, and, you know, we end up during that term going socialist. I guarantee you, I guarantee I'll, I'll stake my reputation on it. I'll stake my paycheck. I'll stake everything I own on it. The people of this country won't let that fly. No, that, that will be the moment bullets start flying. And that's not a threat that I'm not, I'm not putting that out as a threat. That is exactly what is going to happen. You live in a I'll country where there's a threat. You 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 live in a country where there are more guns than there are people. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and you try the, the only reason we haven't gone socialist yet is because we still have our guns. That's why they're pushing so hard to take the guns. Look, let me let me let me remind people of uh, American history. I know they don't teach it in school anymore, but let me actually <laughs> teach let me remind you of American history. A bunch of colonists with no formal military training put together militias and a regulatory army to fight back the strongest empire in the world to win our independence. We did it with guns. We did it with pitchforks. We did it with fucking nails and teeth. And we won. And we won. Bring it on. Do you really fucking think we won't do it again? Bring it on. I'm, I'm ready for it, man. But, you know, <sighs> no, I'm glad he said that, though, during the speech. Because I feel like, and it's sad that we've gotten to a point where it needed to be said, but I think it needed to be said, you know, and, 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 and when, when, when you've got representatives and senators pushing so hard for socialism that the president has to say something and, and, and physically address it during the state of the union, there's a problem. There is, there, there's a serious problem, you know, and, and. God, man, you, you, you said that clip all ago. And as soon as he said that during the speech, they cut the Bernie. That was the first mm-hmm. face it showed. It sh- I wish I'd have seen AOC's face. Oh, she she was sitting there just as just as I didn't uh, see her reaction. But Bernie's face, oh my god! <laughs> like if Yoda turned to the dark side, <laughs> that's what that's what Bernie looked like. Like you, you could tell you could tell that those words just tasted horrible in his oh, mouth. Oh God, yeah, you know, and good, good, yeah, good. 
Good. The top one percent of the top one percent just put you in your place, Bernie. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> fuck that guy. But no, there yeah, were fuck so- everybody who supports him. It's just plain and simple. <laughs> fuck anybody who supports socialism. Fuck you. My generation is an embarrassment to my is an embarrassment fuck. to me. Well, it's not just your generation. I know it's I've not. Got, I know. I've got buddies, and I and I will I will throw them straight under the bus. I've got ex buddies from from my wrestling days and everything else, who are absolutely one hundred percent sold that America needs to be a socialist country, and the fact that America already has adopted socialist ideals. And when you try to argue with them, he tells me that I need to get educated. He tells me that I need to have my eyes open because I'm buying into the lie i'm buying into the bullshit sounds like a pyramid scheme to me it is very much so (laughs) you know it's 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 the crystal pyramid schemes again you know and that what is it nugenics or whatever it was (laughs) or or dynamics or whatever the fuck that was back in the day yeah you shouldn't have to convince somebody to support your idea of how the government should be run right you shouldn't have to it should be good enough to where you go oh yeah welcome i mean granted there are people welcoming it with open arms but it's all out of envy the only reason anybody would support socialism is out of envy because people have more than they do and they don't want to have to work for it. That's, I, you just hit the nail right do, on the head. Do I they wish I was, it, but they don't want to earn it. Do I wish I was a billionaire? Jesus Christ, every day I would pay off my debt, I would pay this house off, and I'd put the rest of it in the bank and I'd never work a day again in my life. But mm-hmm. that's not realistic. I was raised and taught to work for what I have. Everything that I own right now, I have worked for. I've busted my ass for. I've sweat and bled for. You know, and, and, and same goes for Kirsty. Everything she has, she's worked for, you know, we, we bought this house last year. We worked to buy this house. Oh, and Trump's tax cuts didn't hurt either, you know, but I mean, it's, I, I don't want somebody coming and taking away half of what I have because they don't have anything. Well, here, here you go. I'm that opposite end of the coin and I'm still pro America, pro capitalism, pro, uh, constitutional Republic. And I'm the opposite end of the coin. I, right before Christmas, lost my job, which in turn cost me my home. That's why you guys didn't have new updates of, uh, of, of podcasts and everything else here on Realm of the Miss Entertainment because I was in the middle of moving and readjusting my life, losing pretty much everything I had because that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, do I feel cheated? Of course I do. But do I feel like I'm owed something? No. Should people come bail me out? No. I'll rebuild on my own. I could do it. I've done it before. I could do it again. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. Why? Because I'm not standing here with my hand out. If I put my hand out, it's because I want you to shake my hand, not put money in it. Plain and simple. Show me the respect. Don't show me fucking pity. I'll do it on my own. That's American. You're, You're right. You're completely right. And, and who knows? I mean, you, you know, yeah, everybody gets knocked back down to the bottom sometimes. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It happens. You know, I'm waiting for the inevitable kick in my groin. You know, I'm waiting to get hoofed and, and, and just knocked back down. But who's to say you won't come back bigger, stronger, and, and, and even more successful than before? You know, right. this, this, could be the re- this could be the time you hit the reset button that just... Boom, send you sco- send you soren, you know. So it's yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. And and but all these people, like I I don't know if you saw uh, today AOC's Green Deal or whatever. It says in there that they want to give welfare to everybody who is unable and I quote 
unwilling to work. You're just you're just enabling people. That's you it. can't enable people. That that because then they get comfortable and then you you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. The old saying stands: you teach him how to fish, he eats for the rest of his life. Uh-huh. It stands. I know it's a simple saying. Everybody's heard it so many times, but nobody ever stops and actually thinks about what the hell that means. Well, it's just like under socialistic uh, rule, they believe that people will work because they want to work. They want, but they'll they'll be able to choose the fun jobs, you know, college and doctor and. If lawyer. that was the case, every single man would be a gynecologist. I'm not. I'm not playing. Like there would be just this overabundance of shit, you know, of 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 of. Uh, fluffers, you know what a fluffer is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, there'd be an overabundance of male fluffers. Okay, like there's, you can't just pick a fucking job that you think. Ninety percent of the people hate their fucking jobs. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just part of work, right? You know, and some that, people get lucky the and they do what they like. But the thing is, is that the, 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 the people that are hurting from it is small business, in particular, the skills field, yeah. my field. My field, construction, is suffering the most because nobody wants to do that dirty job, although it pays really well. Yeah. It covers a lot of things for a lot of people if you get into the field and get the training for it. Go to a trade school. There's no embarrassment. I went to a trade school. There's so did no I. embarrassment in so it. So did I. Yeah. There's no embarrassment in it. Guess what? I'm, I'm making more money skill- now than I am with my psychology degree. You have a psychology degree? I have a psychology degree. And guess what I'm I doing? I'm working something. in a grain elevator. I, I learned something new today. You didn't know that. I thought you knew that. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah. No, you never told me that. Yeah. I, I, I got it while I was in the military. Well, there you go. I know, right? <laughs> True story. Why aren't, you a drill, why aren't you a drill instructor? You know what? I ask myself that same damn question every day. <laughs> the plain, the plain and simple fact is, is that people want for nothing, and the problem is what's caused that. And I will call it straight out: was letting losers get trophies. Yeah. Okay, because then they think they're entitled to everything under the sun. The problem is, is they have never learned the most valuable lessons from losing, which is to try harder and work harder to succeed. To lose with grace and to come back determined to do better next time. You know, and, and a perfect example of that is I used to work for a company that re-railed train cars. You know, we'd go out to train derailments and, and clean them up. And we were those crews where we worked hours and hours until we got it done. But one of the guys I worked with, he, I believe it was, I don't know if it was his, I think it was his little brother if I remember right. Little brother. He <laughs> loved wrestling. He was six, seven years old. And this kid was in better shape than I am. Or ever was. <laughs> this kid's got a six-pack on top of a six-pack. Like, this kid, I, I'm afraid of this kid. If I ever see this kid in Walmart, I'm turning around going the other way. You know, right. he's stacked. He looks like he's on roids. I'm not playing. And he did a wrestling match one time, and he lost. And he told the guy I work with, you know, his big brother, he's like, I, I lost. And he goes, yeah, you did. And he goes, does that mean the other kid's better than me? And he goes, yeah, he's better than you. You need to, you know, you don't want him to win next time. You got to be better. And you know what that seven-year-old kid did? He busted his ass. He, I mean, he busted his ass for like 30, 40 days straight and went back to fight the kid again and demolished that little motherfucker. Like he just completely demolished him. Right. And he came back mm-hmm. and he said he, he learned a lesson from that. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with losing sometimes. No, not at all. 
just, not at all. That's that's the problem. That's that's what's lost in this generation. This is what's killed this generation. This is what's opened the door for things like socialism and and, and uh, the, the the welfare state mm-hmm. and sanctuary cities and all that shit is because feelings are more important yep. to this generation than hard work, dedication, and purpose. Yep. Everybody's a special little snowflake because I was born. Which oh we oh we got to talk about that guy. Anyway, so, so what we were talking about was uh, was the guy that's uh, now going on, going on talking about how he wants to sue his parents, uh, Indian Indian American guy, who is suing his parents because they gave birth to him. Yeah. That's real. Without his, that, this without is the wor- his this, permission. This is the world you live in now, people. This is it. <laughs> without permission. He was he was born without his permission, without his okay. You know, and I and I saw, you know, and it's related to that. I saw uh, there was an author who's writing some book about feminism or whatever, which by the way, feminism is probably one of the most toxic things I've ever seen. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later, I guess, if if we get around to it. But it, 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 she put an article in there talking about how men are trained from birth to not care about women's rights. And, and she goes, and I'll take it a step further. Women, every man that's born is inside of his mother without her permission. The very first thing every man does is rapes his own mother. She says that in this fucking book. Yeah. All right? So you've got people who believe that. You've got people who want to sue their parents because they made you. They've got, you know, it's just, and, and you're trying to tell me it's not a mental illness? How is no, that not a mental illness? It absolutely is a mental illness. It's, it's Jesus Christ. What it's the taken, fuck? It, it's taken good ideals like uh, women's liberation and equality. Great ideals. I'm not going to say that they're terrible ideals. Right. They're, they're not. They are great ideals, but it has taken them and perverted them into pure self-centered and self-serving evil. Because it's gone beyond whether a woman gets paid equally to a man or is considered to be equal to a man. And now it's we're the superior race. We get to dictate who lives and who dies, who is worthy of our existence and who isn't, who's worthy of our time and who isn't. They think they every woman in this newest feminist movement thinks they're fucking Cleopatra. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Or or uh, Dionysus, you know, or or Hera or whatever woman of mythology or past history you want to you want to put in here. Woman of power. That's who they think they are. You know, uh, it's like they've taken the pet names of princess and queen and considered it to be reality. It's not. Mm-hmm. OK, nobody's saying that you don't deserve equality. Nobody says that you're not equal to a man. But when you're sitting there and you're telling me that I have no say in something that was created with 50% of my DNA, Mm -hmm. that's wrong. I don't care who carries it. That's wrong. But I'm not here to argue the point of abortion in general. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about this late term abortion because I think this is a major difference. We're not talking about your right to choose 
within the first trimester, within even halfway through the second trimester. You can argue that point to your blue in the face. I personally don't believe in it, except for uh, in extreme circumstances like rape, you know, could cause death. Those things I could kind of I can kind of get get on board with just because you spread your legs and the condom broke. No, sorry, I don't buy that. But this late term abortion up to what it what did that uh, New York governor say? Fourth trimester, fourth trimester to the point where the baby is born, made comfortable and then decided what to do with then decided what to do. This child is in this world. And you're talking how how anybody in their right mind can argue that this is not in every way and shape of the world word murder. Look, and I'll play devil's advocate for just a second, too. All right. And you know where I stand on this fucking issue. You know where the fuck I am. No, I know. We've been waiting to have this conversation like a week. So let me play devil's advocate for a moment, though. Let's just say, you know, you're a woman. You wait nine months. You give birth to your child. And then you feel like aborting him. What the fuck? fuck made you wait nine goddamn months to decide whether you wanted to keep the fucking baby or not? Shouldn't that have been something you decided, you know, when you peed on the fucking stick? You know, th- that's not something you fucking, you don't carry it around for nine months for fucking nothing. I don't want to strap a watermelon to my fucking back for nine goddamn months. You know, and just right. go and just drop it one day and go, oops. You know, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I dropped the goddamn watermelon, you know, like shit. All of that was for nothing. Why would you put yourself through that for attention? That's the only well, look, fucking reason. Let me let me shut down let me shut down the argument that I hear in the comment section right here and now. <laughs> because I know everybody's saying, "Oh, it's because of uh it's for special cases. It's it's for it, it it's for uh birth defect or danger to the mother." Fuck your feelings. I'm going to speak facts. And Brian has done the research for the past week because he was ready to go half cocked. Until, oh, I was livid. Until, until you know, rational brain prevailed, and he prepared for this argument. So he will correct me if I'm wrong in this, uh, in any way, shape, or form. And I'm a he's guy. These... And I'm a fucking guy. And he's a guy, but he did he did the research. He did the research. So what I'm about to say, he can either fact check and prove or disprove if I'm wrong. That argument is a lie, because of the fact that it's been proven by doctors and specialists that at third trimester anything that could have been at risk to the infant or the mother has already long since passed there is no health danger to either there's no that new is su- a lie. there's no new surprises third trimester there are no new surprises you know what i mean you, you you know about it going into the third trimester what you're up against you know about what this it. is what this is plain and simple is an argument of convenience. That's it's what you, it is. It's you having buyer's remorse because of the impulse buy at the grocery store, that fucking M&M bar that you got out to the car and realized, <laughs> I don't need that M&M bar, and go back and return it. That's what you think third and fourth trimester abortions are, is that, oh, I love the attention of everybody rubbing my belly and congratulating me and buying me all these baby gifts. And it's all about me, 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 me. And then the baby comes out. So shit, it's about that baby. I don't want yeah. that. You know, that's it, what this is about. And, and there's two things I want to say about this. First off, this whole thing goes back to a, a, a world we live in now where we, we live, we have no consequences to our actions. 
You know, everybody gets off the, the hook scot-free. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You fuck, you're going to be a parent. You know? That, that's, that's all there is to it. You think you're responsible enough to fucking lay down, spread them, and take it raw, dog? You're old, you're, 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 you're old enough to fucking be a parent. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and this, this argument, though, oh, but to, to make her have the kid goes against her choice. She made her choice when she fucking hooked up with the drunk frat boy and decided, hey, guess what? I'm going to just fucking let him have me because he says I love you when he really fucking doesn't. And you let him put mm-hmm. it in you. That's, 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 I'm, I'm going to be blunt. That's, that was your choice. That was your come to Jesus moment. You know, look, and, and that, that was it. Look, there's only one surefire, uh, uh, birth control within the world. And I can't believe I'm going to say this because I'm about the horniest <laughs> motherfucker on the planet. But there is only one true 100% why, why do we have to do a sex ed class? Control. What? Say because it. It's the A word, just, isn't it? Yeah. Say abstinence. it. There you go. Why are abstinence. we having a junior high sex Don't ed class right now? Sex with grown if adults. You are not ready. If you are not ready for the responsibility of children, forget the fact that we can also talk about diseases and shit like that. That could all be thrown into this argument. But just the simple fact: if you are not ready to take the chance, the remote chance of bringing a life into this world, do not have sex. Condoms are only 98% effective. IUDs is only, I think, 95, 96% effective. Uh, birth control pills, same indifference. Yeah, that's really effective, but it's not 100%. Here's there an idea. Ch- My first child was born from a broken condom. Here, Here's an idea that is 100% it of the happens. time. You want to have sex? Here is a 100% sure-free way. You don't want the gut? Take it in the butt. That's all That's that's all there is to it. There's There's... I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. It's, it's one of those things that Jesus fucking Christ. Are you kidding me? How is it? We're going to live in a world where you get to have all the pleasures of doing all this stuff. No consequences. You know, how are you going to sit there and carry a baby for nine months? And then as they're pulling it out of you, have them slice its fucking spinal cord. How the fuck are you going to do that? Me and Kirsty have been together going on seven years now, you know? No children yet. We would love to have a ch- you know children. We'd love to. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. She's doing everything she's supposed to be doing. You know, and it just hasn't happened yet. We would kill, no pun intended, to have a child. And you're just going to throw yours away? You're giving birth to it anyway. Why not let somebody else raise it? You know, it's, it's, it's just, it pisses people like me off, personally. You know, because like I said, me and Kirsty have, have we've tried for a long time. We were on prenatals for a while, trying to make it happen. You know what I mean? And it never happened. And it, it's it's one of those things where, I, and I guess you could kind of go back to the jealousy factor. I you know, and I guess you could that there could be an argument made for that. You know, we're jealous because all these other people. Why are the mo- why are the worst parents the most fertile people on earth? Yeah, it's true. It's it's true. I- you know, no, oh, you know what? I ex- guarantee you, I, I, I'm, I guarantee you, if I quit my job tomorrow and got on welfare, cursed to get pregnant next week. No, you're, you're not wrong. I used, to, I used to make that joke all the time about my ex-wife. Is every time I have a dirty thought, she winds up pregnant. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it, 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 it absolutely is true. But here, here's the indifference. Um, I love my children. I love my children to death. There's nothing in this world that is more important to me on this planet. No title, and I've had many titles in my life. 
Okay, I've been a sonarman second class in the United States Navy. I have been a professional wrestler. I have been a musician. I have been a, uh, a, a contractor, uh, building maintenance mechanic. But one title stands head and shoulders above all of it, and that is dad. I love my kids. I regret their mother, but I love my kids to death. <laughs> okay, and even the ones that... For the sake of this argument, not to me, they're not. Their timing may have been, but to me, they're not. The ones that were not planned for, the ones that were the quote-unquote mistake, I still love with all my heart and soul. Because when I had that sexual encounter that created them, when the condom failed or the oops happened or whatever the case may be, I was still prepared for the consequences of my actions. And so was she. That's the indifference. We knew that every time... We got naked and got together. There was a good chance that something could be produced from it. Mm-hmm. That's what this world, this 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 generation, if you will, yeah. needs to get through their stupid freaking heads. You know, uh, anybody listening to this right now who who has, has uh, you know actually decided to listen, despite being on the opposite side of the aisle at this point. If you're on the opposite side of the aisle at this point and, and you're still listening, thank you, by the way, for giving us the time yeah. of day to, to, to hear us out. But secondly, I want to pose to you a, a question, and this is for me personally, and this is, this is not a rhetorical question. This isn't a hypothetical. I want an actual answer out of this from you. Right. I, I literally want you to answer this question because I'm curious that I don't understand. Why is it in the medical field when somebody's heartbeat stops, we declare them clinically dead. But when a heartbeat starts, they're not alive. Why is it one way and not the other? You know, and, 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 and you know, maybe there's an answer to that, that, I, that I'm just not seeing. Educate me. Try to tell me. Tell me your point of view. I want to hear your side of it, you know, because I'm failing to understand, you know, like I'm shaking right now because I'm so pissed. Like it's it's. I, I fail to understand how anybody look. Okay. So September of 2017, uh, mm-hmm. my, my, my two best friends, Kyle and Ashlyn, they had their first son. You know, they, they tried for so long to have a son. They finally were able to have a son Raiden. And we went to the hospital the day he was born. You I know, remember you telling me, about I told Raiden, you about this. Yeah. And, and you know, Ashlyn was obviously still under the, the epidural <laughs> and still out of her mind, but Kyle was holding Raiden. And we had known for nine months that Raiden was coming, you know, and, and we prepared for it. We got him moved into a new house and everything like that. And, and, but I'm not even related to the kid, you know, I'm, I'm uncle Brian. Right, I'm not even uncle related Brian. to the kid, but the moment Kyle handed him to me, how can you not fall in love with a kid? How like, that wasn't even my kid. And I almost cried. Right. You know, and I'm not taking away from them being parents. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I'm not making it about me. I'm just saying, how can anybody not have that feeling? That's what I'm getting at. It's, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when it's my child for the first time. I don't know what that feels like. You know, hopefully someday soon I get to find out and I'm, I'm so ready for it. You know, they say you're never ready to have a kid. Fuck you. I'm ready to have a fucking kid. Bring it on. Well, guess what? Here, here, here's another factor that I'll tell you from personal experience. Again, my oldest son was a was a broken condom incident. I was nowhere near ready at 19 years old to be a father. Okay, you get ready. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have to be ready. You get real men get ready. Real women get ready. Yeah. Okay. There, there's no excuse. It doesn't matter if you're working at McDonald's or, or going to college or, or whatever else when the shit happens. If you're a parent, if you're a real parent, you step up regardless of your, your situation. Yep. Because it's not about you and how ready you are. It's about what they need. The end. You know, and, and, and let's say I find out tomorrow Kirsty's pregnant. The idea of abortion is not even remotely in the... It's not even a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's an, oh my God, this is happening. This is really happening. This is great. Let's get ready for it. Let's let's turn the spare room into a nursery. Let's 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 do this. You know, right. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm ready. Bring it on. You know, and at no point, no point at all. Even if we find out, you know, second trimester, well, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Miller, your child is probably most likely going to be born with autism or Down syndrome. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to love them. I'm going to love him or her just as much as I would if they didn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. You know how I, I don't maybe I, I may I, like I said, I'm just failing to understand how somebody can see their child come out of them that they just spent nine months carrying and feeling kick and listening to and watching ultrasounds of. And then just see somebody just. Well, look, I, I don't, again, I don't get it. I, how I'm can you be name, that I'm fucking heartless? I'm going to name drop again on you know, something you, you just said about like uh, whether the child came out with like uh, some sort of disorder or or uh whatever that doesn't diminish no the person of the child as a matter of fact healthy or not healthy children change you do you think john martoli is the same man he was before his daughter absolutely not but we've been on episodes of war of the stars and breaking the fourth wall on camera with john and he just automatically brings his daughter in yeah and you just see it you just see she lights up his world Hell, before we started recording tonight, you saw me having a video conversation with my daughter. I did. And letting her wave to you and everything yep. else. A buddy of mine uh, from wrestling, he was my manager, he was a promoter, uh, Dan Laria. He has a son. He, he's got many kids, but he's got a son, his youngest son. Well, I, I don't know if he's his youngest. Actually, I think Danny's somewhere in the middle. But uh, Danny was born with a lot of of disabilities, ailments. Uh, Danny is now 18 years old and still like the parents have to do everything for him, have to feed him, have to clothe him, have to basically, I don't want to go into details of everything that Danny has, but Danny cannot survive on his own. He needs constant care and constant help. Do you think that stops Dan and his wife in any way, shape, or form of not only being the people that they are, but being able to love and care for their child? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I would argue the point that Danny and his disabilities have probably softened, softened my friend that much more and made him that much more of a caring human being than he may have ever been before Danny came into his life. Children change you, and in ev- almost every sense of the word, I will say they change you for the better. No, oh, you're you're. I I don't doubt that one bit. You know, and 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 I and I'm hopefully someday <coughs> soon I get to experience that. You know, but yeah, you will. But it's it's just I I don't know. 
Because when I messaged you about talking about this, I was irate. I was I remember. pissed. I, and I'd been having a conversation with a friend of mine back in Ohio. Uh, she used to be one of my karaoke people. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I used to host karaoke. I know, shocker, right? Believe, <laughs> believe it or not, boy can sing. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's... Japanese for tone deaf. Oh, nah. <laughs> but uh, she was one of my karaoke people. And, you know, she's she's got her husband. I'm going to go ahead and say their names, Megan and Derek. Right. Uh, Derek used to be married to another set of my karaoke... Or a, a, a woman that was one of my karaoke women, Lori, who's now married to a man named Dave, right? But Derek and Lori had at least one daughter together. I think there were more, but at least one daughter together. Okay. Now this girl has grown up. She has had a child. She's been diagnosed as bipolar. And during her ent- and by the way, Dave and Lori are hardcore liberal. Hardcore liberal. They were taking their single-digit age children to women's marches and to uh, I mean uh, just protests. I mean all kinds of stuff. They're just trying to indoctrinate indoctrinate the shit out of their kids, right? Right. They told her, if you don't want to keep the child, we'll take you to New York. It's, it's fine. We'll go get it taken care of. She said she wasn't sure she could handle raising a child with her mental disorder. You're bipolar. Who the fuck isn't nowadays? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's not a mental disorder at this point. You have mood swings. Who the fuck cares? Everybody does. You know, I'm, and, and it goes back to that political correctness shit. You know, why does everything have to have a fucking medical term? But, but anyway, she went ahead and kept the baby, from what I understand. But Megan, my friend, was just, like, sickened at what was going on. That was the day I was pissed because she was messaging me and telling me this stuff and showing me screenshots of the conversation. Right. And, and, and I was just, I was livid pissed, you know? And it's, it's just, we've got young people half my age believing in this stuff now, you know? And, and, and as badly as I want to have a child, do I really want to have a child nowadays and raise them in a world like this? a question that's a question i ask every time every time something something stupid happens on the news and you know the 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 extreme left comes out with some stupid shit like this late-term abortion thing and i look at i i literally i look at pictures of my kids and i wonder did i make a mistake bringing them into this world yeah what what kind of what kind of future am i giving them when shit like this is going on yeah but don't get me wrong like i said if i find out tomorrow kirstie's pregnant Abortion's not even in the fucking conversation. No, and it shouldn't be. And it's no, not, not going to be at all. Although if it was, here's the thing. Here, here's the major thing. And again, this is where I sit kind of right of center. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't particularly agree with abortion, except for under extreme circumstances. Right. First and second term uh, 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 uh abortions mm-hmm. you know i kind of sit on the fence with that i don't believe i believe in pro-life more than pro-choice however there are extenuating circumstances where i could understand the reasons for abortion that being said it is your body it is your right do with as you see fit but remember that you're the one that's got to face the consequences of it so if abortion even it was in your vocabulary and in your mindset i would not judge you any less for it Unless you told around and told me that seven, eight, nine months in, I've changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where judgment would come in. Mm-hmm. First, second month, third month, maybe. Ugh, that's pushing it. Yeah. Third that's month, fucking maybe. pushing it. As a matter of fact, I will, I will, 
I will pose a question, and I, I'm not going to place judgment on anybody for this, but I want to know your honest opinions. For the longest time, pro-life versus pro-choice have constantly argued of when uh, when is a life a life? Is it conception? Is it heartbeat? Is it birth? I want to know your guys' opinions. When is a zygote, a sperm and egg, finally a life? In your your estimation, your opinions. I want to know. I want to read this. I seriously want to know. I'm not going to judge you on your choices. Right. I'm not going to tell you you're right or wrong. I just want to know. I want to take my own personal census of what people believe. Personally, I sit at the heartbeat. I say conception. Do you? I, I, do. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to knock you no. for that. No, and I'm not knocking you for yours either. Yeah. But I'm saying to me, it's conception from conception. Yeah. I don't you know. know. It's just it's 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 one of those issues that it, you, we can sit here and talk about it all damn day. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Whatever they legalize exactly. is going to be legalized. You know, it's just it, it, it's up to the people. It's 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 up to us to stand up for what we believe in and what's right and what is wrong. Look, and, and and I'm sick of these people saying, "Well, define what's right and what's wrong." Murder is fucking wrong. You know what I mean? No, no matter how you cut the fucking slice, murder is fucking wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know what you could, you know, talk about, you, you could hate somebody, right? And the full grown adult, well, I don't fucking like him. I can't murder him. You know what? Fourth trimester abortion. I'm going to abort that motherfucker. Cause he, he stole my bike, you know? Oh, well, well, just let it go. It's fine. He just aborted him. That's legal in New York. Fuck it. Well, that, that, that was, I kind of made a joke about that, but it's kind of the truth. It is. is. When, when is, when is it too far? When does, when does it, uh, when does it stop in, in this new day and age? When does it stop being abortion and become murder? You've got to draw when, the line somewhere. You can't just keep like, pushing is, the fucking line back. Is Bernie Sanders too old to be aborted? <laughs> oh, is boy. AOC, Easy there, bud. Is AOC too old to be, quote unquote, aborted? It's not murder. It's abortion, right? Yeah. It, it's just it's just a term. The term protects me, right? <laughs> that that that's That's the point is if we allow these types of evils to manifest and create and become law, when does it end? When is it too far? If a day-old baby is still is still abortable, what about a week-old baby? What about a month-old baby? What you know, about and they keep, on its first birthday? They keep allowing this stuff, that line's going to get pushed further and further. Exactly. It's going that, to that's be. That's my point. When is it, when is it too far? Then we're going to be talking about toddler side. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's just when is enough enough? When is when is it going to get to the point? Because look, I'm going to hold everybody accountable on this. You know, I haven't seen. I mean, there's people speaking out, but I'm not seeing hardly anybody physically stand up and say, "No, you are not doing this." Well, we did. We saw Donald Trump. Well, do it. he said he wants them to work on a bill, to, but he didn't come out and say executive order not happening. Well, if he's a, he's a, if he's a man of his word, I expect that if that bill doesn't pass, then an executive executive order mm-hmm. will be closely following behind. But you know, it shouldn't take the president to do that, though. Us as a people, as human beings, should be able to stand up and go, no, 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 no. That is not right. That is completely skewed from right. Look, all all evil needs to succeed is good to do nothing. Yeah. That, as a matter of fact, my buddy Kyle was talking about earlier. On his PlayStation, his motto, evil men prosper when good men fail to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's true. 
You know, he's probably watching this going, man, he knew that he actually noticed that, you know, but <laughs> no, it's, it's completely true, you know? And, and, and like I said earlier, when we were talking about the socialism thing, if it ever goes to a socialist government, bullets are going to start flying. That's when people are going to start physically standing up, quitting their jobs and, you know, joining militias and you're going to see militias mobilized. You're going to see you know, all this other shit happen. That's when shit's going to get fucking real and get, and buckle exactly. in for civil war too. Cause it's going to fucking happen. Like we were talking about on the phone the other day. You know, the first Civil War was fought over, you know, slavery. And, you know, not just slavery, obviously, but there were other things. The second one's going to be fought over abortion or socialism, one or the other. Both. Bo- both, yeah. But the two, bi- the two biggest problems in this country right now is the, mo- it's the socialist movement and this late-term abortion thing. There's yeah. other issues that are going on in this country as well. I'm not going to argue that point. Illegal immigration, the wall, blah, 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 blah. But the two biggest hot button problems facing this country at this exact moment is this late term abortion push yeah. and this rise in socialist activities. Look, and, and I'll call a spade a spade to end. I'll, I'll call a spade a spade. Even I'm getting sick of hearing about a fucking wall and I'm for it. Like, even I'm getting sick of hearing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why the fuck is this still a conversation? You know, that's why I'm saying I can't wait until next week is over because then the fucking conversation will either kick off like a bitch and actually be interesting or it's going to die off. Look, I'll say it again as a as a uh, conservative. This this will be my only point on the wall. Fair um, on, my only point on immigrant on illegal immigration, not immigration in general, illegal, right, illegal. immigration, not undocumented. Right. Not 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 people who came to this country legally. I welcome every single person from every single Same. country who came here legally. Same. But the illegals that came in and broke the law to get here, I don't care how decent the people they are, while they're here, they still broke the law to come here. Yep. You're okay? a criminal from the get-go. Donald Trump, yes, did make the pro- campaign promise that he would build a wall and he would have Mexico pay for it. Obviously, none of us believe. I believe that, that Mexico, was a very impulsive promise. I think that was something that was he just came up with on the seat of his pants and went, "Oh shit, now I have to follow through with that." That was that was made for applause. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, Donald Trump wants a southern border wall, and the people who voted Donald Trump in want that southern border wall and the people who voted him in for that wall do not give a shit if a dime of it comes from mexico we will pay for it out of pocket if you want proof of that look at the gofundme site that made over 13 million dollars of people just donating to a that wasn't counting checks being mailed in either yeah that wasn't counting checks and all that which was you know Created by a disabled veteran who believed in the wall. We more than willingly were willing to support this wall and pay for it out of our own pockets. We don't care. That the, the left that wants to argue the fact that he promised it would be paid for by Mexico. He's a liar because Mexico's not paying for it's it. It's them grasping at anything. I don't care that the wall isn't being paid for by Mexico. I don't care. I care that there is a wall. I care that there is a wall with doors. Yeah, that are heavily covered so that way people can't climb over, can't dig under, can't do whatever except for come through those doors. And the only way to come through those doors is when you've done the proper procedures to do so. And if my hat is so goddamn racist, why are there Mexican mayors in Mexico wearing hats that say make Tijuana great again? 
<laughs> red hats. Why are they making? Is it race? Is it racist against Mexicans when he wears one for Tijuana? Like, it's he is. Have you seen that picture? I've seen it. Mayor yeah. of Tijuana wearing a red hat, white letters, make Tijuana great again. Mm-hmm. And, Look, is it racist then? Well, I, was it I racist when was it racist to want a wall when Chuck Schumer was calling for it? Was it racist when Hillary Clinton was calling for it? Was it racist when Barack Obama said they were going to build a fucking wall? I didn't hear anybody crying then. Oh, it's racist. Nope. We can't do that. But God forbid your candidate loses the election and the person that does win it say we need to build a fucking wall. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I'm look. I I got to I got to take a moment. I got to take <laughs> well, a moment. Let's... Let, let, let's call this let's call this good on on the, on the uh, political, political side of it. That's probably yeah, we, not a we, bad idea. We we we've had our, we had our fun. We got our points out. Uh, the overall is that the State of the Union address was absolutely inspiring. It was. I, I walked I walked away from the viewing party feeling proud to be an American again, feeling that the country was on the right track and that we're finally winning again. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what I took away from it personally. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know what you guys think down below. But this is Realm of the Mist podcast. We're not about politics. We're about entertainment. Oh, God. We got we got stuff. You know, we're going to get a little political with some of the entertainment stuff, too. Yeah, we are. And this is one of them. But this is one. It was originally supposed to be what the podcast, the first podcast, Realm of the Mist uh, entertainment podcast was supposed to be. But unfortunately, we had a, a screw up with the with the uh, programs and stuff like that, and we lost the 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 uh, the, the episode, yeah, the stream, the episode. So let's discuss it now. Yes, it's a many many weeks, maybe even a month uh, past due of the conversation, but they did release a teaser trailer for Ghostbusters three, reuniting the original cast. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts. Uh, Hopefully Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Everybody but obviously the late, great Harold Ramis. Rest in peace. Is signed on to return to Ghostbusters to create finally the third official uh, movie to the, to the Ghostbusters mythos. Now, the problem with that is that 2016 Ghostbusters... The all-female cast, ha- especially Leslie Jones, I believe her name is, yes, has been extremely animate about how sexist and racist it is that this is happening because what we don't count, we don't matter. Like it, it's her property now. That the originals shouldn't even matter or exist anymore because it's now their turn. And for some reason, this is oppression of women because. Your movie flopped, and this movie is already getting praised because of the fact that it's the original cast returning. Brian, h- how do you feel about this? <laughs> let this in. Okay, so Ghostbusters three. Let me let me put it to you this way: Everybody who knows me knows that my first love is Star Wars. First, balls to bone. First, foremost, that's that's the first thing. If I'm ever allowed to watch, you know, one set of movies again for the rest of my life, it's Star Wars. I don't give a shit. But, and I, and I know we've got, you know, a Star Wars coming out later this year. At this point, I am more excited for Ghostbusters 3 than I am Episode 9. <laughs> and, and, and you know how excited I am for Episode 9. 
I've right. been, I've look back in, I want to say 2008 or 2009, I think it was, they came out with Ghostbusters, the video game. And it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Great video game, by the way. If you haven't played it, go check it out, definitely. I looked it up on Amazon a while back, and it's still like 80 bucks for a 360 copy. And I really wanted a game, because that game was so good. It was so fun. You play as a rookie, joining the original cast. They all came back and voiced their respective characters. Right. And that was the official continuation of the Ghostbusters uh, saga. That was, they said, this is an official sequel to Ghostbusters 2. And, you know, you had Gozer come back as kind of a less powerful version, you know, in the form of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man again. You know, Peck was there. You had the Vigo painting in the firehouse that acted like a figure eight or like a magic eight ball, you know, stuff like that. Like, it was just, it was a delightful game. There were so many times I had to set the controller down and just laugh my ass off because it was so <laughs> funny and it was so much fun. Like, you actually use the proton stream to capture the ghosts, throw out, hit a button while you're doing it, throw out the trap and then pull them down into the cone and hold them until the trap sucks them in. It's so much fun. All right. Definitely go check out this game if you never played it. You know, as good as that game was, it wasn't a legitimate, proper Ghostbusters 3. No, you no know? of course. And, and, and as much as I wish this could have happened, you know, when Harold Ramis was still around to get Egon back, because I still, one of my favorite lines from the original Ghostbusters is, you know, when Peter looks at Egon, he's like, Egon, this reminds me of the time you tried to drill a hole through your head. You remember that? And Egon's like, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. Like, that is one of the funniest <laughs> lines in, in either of the movies. I love it so because he's just so matter of fact about it. Right. And well, that was that was also, you know, not not to, t- to take off track, no, but good. that was also the chemistry between Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you look at you look at the movie like Stripes, where it's two completely different characters, but they had that exact same delivery yeah. and chemistry with each other. It was always beautiful to watch those two interact. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. But but you see now, you know, we can't even it's been so long since we've had a proper Ghostbusters movie. Now they're referring to them as legacy sequels, kind of like episode seven was a legacy sequel to episode six, you know, 30 years later or, you know, they're called legacy sequels now. And that's what right. this is. This is going to be a legacy sequel, passing on the torch to the next generation, you know, whatever, which is cool. I'm cool with that because I think they said the new cast is going to be teenagers and it's going to be two boys, two girls, I think is what they said. Okay, cool. I'm all for it. I'm great. You know, that's that, that's awesome. I have never like yeah. the night that teaser trailer came out for Ghostbusters three and I showed it to Kirsty. Had anybody been in the living room not looking at me when I showed it to her? they would have thought there was a 12-year-old schoolgirl sitting in the living room <laughs> because of me squealing when it showed Ecto-1 again in the barn and the tarp flapped up. You know what I mean? I was literally squealing. My balls have dropped. I didn't know my voice could get that high anymore. I did not know it was even possible. And I'm, sh- I'm shaking now. I, like, I was shaking earlier out of anger. Now I'm shaking out of excitement. I'm so right. stupid, stupidly ready for this movie. It's just... And, you know, we talk about the 2016 Ghostbusters, right? I was one of the few that didn't trash the movie. It was it anywhere near as good as the originals. Hell no. The, the originals were always as a matter of fact, when they announced Ghostbusters 3 that night, I put in we watched back to back Ghostbusters 1 and 2. The original 2. We watched them back to back. But the new Ghostbusters the 2016, it was just I laughed a couple of times, but it just wasn't funny. You know, and and, and you know, putting, you know, a female Slimer in and, you know, having this cartoon ghost logo pop up and say, oh, well, if that's not good enough and then turn into a giant CG ghost logo. No, it's 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 just crap. And then they take it out by shooting it in the balls. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, killing Bill Murray off? You know, it's just, it's just, you know, and, and, and they, you know, I remember they came out after Leslie Jones came out and did her whole rant and everything about this movie. The director, Paul Feig, came out and he's like, well, had they come out and said this is going to be Ghostbusters 3, but still acknowledged, you know, the, the female movie that we made, great. You can't fucking do that when you kill off Bill Murray in your fucking movie and he wasn't even Peter Venkman. Well, let's see that. I think that's the major problem. They like, shot themselves they, in the fucking foot with it. Well, they, they did it from gate even before the, the conversation of Ghostbusters three uh, on yeah. 2016 it, on 2016 in general. Yeah. The writing was terrible. Yes. The acting was atrocious. <laughs> I didn't like any character. The in power that of film. Patty compels you. Right. The, 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 everything Jesus. about that film to me was horrible, but if it would have been, the next generation of Ghostbusters, instead of trying Ugh. to erase the original Ghostbusters, I would have been more forgiving of 2016. If they would have presented this as this is a continuation of another sect or faction or franchise of the Ghostbusters, instead of being the original Ghostbusters never existed in this universe, now it's these, it's just these Ghostbusters. If they would have done that, I would have looked at it, to use Star Wars reference, I would have looked at it as solo or episode two. Mm. Like it's not my favorite, but it's a part of the mythos. Right. The fact that you tried to reboot the franchise and completely eliminate any existence of the original two movies is why you shot yourself in the foot that when the third movie of the original movies comes out, it doesn't acknowledge your existence. You're an alternate universe. You're earth two. Yeah. Earth One knows nothing of your existence, so why would we acknowledge you in any way, shape, or form? Let's be real. Let's be real here for a minute. You chose to go a separate path instead of sticking in with the mythos with your film. When it failed, when it bombed, when it did not meet requirements to... Uh, to warrant a sequel. Warrant a, warrant a sequel. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Shut up. That's your own fault. That's your shitty direction. That is your social justice warrior push and your really terrible cast mm-hmm. ruined chances of that film ever being recognized within the uh, Ghostbusters franchise or within the main stories uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Can that change? Sure. It could come out with another Ghostbusters movie. Make it better. Yeah, make it tie in with the original stories in some way, shape, or form. And for God's sake, put even if you keep the exact same cast, put away your social justice warrior bullshit, your political points of view, and just make an entertaining fucking movie. And guess what? People will be a lot more forgiving of the film. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. No, you're right. You know, and it's it's you know, and even before the movie came out, right? There were people. You know, and sure, I'm sure there was, you know, a few people out there saying, well, I'm not going to watch it because it's all women. I'm sure there were people out there that, that said that. Oh, yeah. But that wasn't oh, the yeah. majority of everybody. The trailers were shit. You know, when your trailer, when your first trailer for it says 30 years ago, four men fought for New York. You know, this year, a new a new team will answer the call in the trailer. You're saying this is in the same universe as the original of the originals. And then it's not. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, you can't sit there and say, oh, we didn't fucking happen. Well, what did you do to the originals whenever you decided to make your fucking reboot? You know, and it, it's, 
I mean, even before the movie came out, they were already calling everybody misogynist because they weren't going to go see it. People didn't go see your movie because you were already attacking fans before the movie even fucking came out. I saw one comment of a guy on YouTube. I can't remember his name, and I wish I could credit him for this. I, I remember seeing his comment. I think it was on one of the Leslie Jones things. He said that he downloaded the movie illegally, pirated it, and he said the biggest crime he committed was showing it to his kids. <laughs> and and he's not wrong, you know? No. And, and, and it's just... That movie, it was just horrible. And why the fuck did all the ghosts look like Scooby-Doo villains? You know, why were they these bright neon... Look, if... I'm going to say this right now, because we've also... You also got to keep in mind, we've got uh, Kevin Reitman. Is that his name, Kevin? I think it's Kevin. Jason. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman is directing this new Ghostbusters. He's the son of the original, of Ivan Reitman, the, the director of the original two. Ivan Reitman mm-hmm. is producing this movie. So, I'm, I'm like, all faith at, like... I'm going to give some advice right now before, because I know they're already in the production on this thing. If it's coming out summer next year, they've already got to be like part halfway through this thing. Right. If you're going to do the fucking ghosts, make them see through, make them all blue and green and make them fucking claymation. Every last goddamn one of them, make them stop motion. Give it, give it, give it the feel of the original Ghostbusters films again. That is going to win over more people than you think. You know, I, cause I, I, when we talk about star Wars, I say one of the biggest things that I wish they would do with these new films is stop with the CG backgrounds, do matte paintings again. You'd be surprised how far just matte paintings would go on giving Mm -hmm. uh, these new star Wars films, the feel of the old ones, you know? And, and it's, it's amazing how, when you go back to those effects, how it just flows naturally. Sure. Make the proton packs look brand new, like new proton pack effects. CGM, great, you know, whatever, because they were rotoscoped in the original films. Right. Just go ahead and CGM, that's fine. But it's, when it comes to the ghosts, the actual heart and soul of what makes Ghostbusters Ghostbusters, give it the same feel again. You know that mm-hmm. if because they did it in Star Wars. Look at the look at the Dejarc board on the Millennium Falcon. They went back right. and did claymation again to make it match with the original. Even in Solo, they did that. You know, that was, that was a very pivotal thing. Had they CG'd those characters, you'd been like, uh, like you would have accepted it. It didn't fit. But it wouldn't fit. You know, right. now you have a chance to do something really special with Ghostbusters 3. There's an opportunity here to show Hollywood what you can do with nostalgia and, and, and with these legacy sequels. There's, there, you have an opportunity here. Don't fuck it up. You could, you, could show, you could show a pretty blend of CGI effects with practical yes something the new saga the new star wars saga has been proving and and don't do this bullshit where you have all these different fucking gadgets like they did in 2016 you know how many gadgets gadgets holtzman made in the new ghostbusters movie too goddamn many mm-hmm. you know because i mean look at ghostbusters one and two you had the proton pack the trap and then that nifty little thing they fucking had in ghostbusters 2 that caught the poltergeists in the jewelry store they had like the grid, la- the laser grid set up, and boom, caught them all at once. That was that was, the, had, and then the slime spewers, obviously the sl- the slime and, dispensers, and the P and the PKE meter. And, and, well, yeah, and the PKE meter, and, and but and the and the trap, obviously, it wasn't like what Holtzman made. You she, you know, you don't see these Ghostbusters pulling pistols out of their proton packs, fucking licking them, and going to town. You know what? It's something I just realized. I don't remember, and I could be wrong. It's been quite a while since I've seen 2016. You may be fresher than I. I've am. only seen it once, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did they even have a containment unit? I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember. I remember them killing Bill Murray with the ghost they trapped, 
in the trap and they were just flaming, flaying around the trap, dancing, blah, blah, blah. And they opened the trap up and that's what blew uh, uh, Bill Murray out the window. But I don't remember them ever even mentioning a containment, a containment unit. unit, a well, place to put the ghost they caught. Well, you know, I'm earlier I mentioned Ghostbusters 3. Uh, or I mean, not Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters video game. In that video game, you're in the firehouse, you go downstairs, and they had upgraded the containment unit to this giant, look like a vault door, this big round fucking thing in the wall. It wasn't just a little box on the wall anymore. It was right. this giant round thing, and it had a little viewer on it, and Slimer gets free. And that, that's your first, that's your tutorial on how to use the proton pack. It's right at the beginning of the game. Slimer gets free, and you have to chase him down. And, he, and when you get down to the basement, he's looking through the viewport. And Dan Aykroyd, or uh, St- Ray Stance says, you know, he's been fascinated with it ever since we added the viewer to the unit. So you could look into the fucking window and see all the ghosts floating around in there. You know, like in the game. And it was absolutely awesome the way they fucking did and if that is uh, if that is seriously the continuation of Ghostbusters, they have to mention, they have to uh, acknowledge that storyline at some point. Because during the credits of that game, they made it sound like the rookie was going to go out and start new branches in in California and, you know, in the Midwest and, and you know, down in Texas. It sounded like they were going to start all these new branches. If they're going to stick with that being an official continuation, they need to acknowledge that story at some point. No, I absolutely agree. And that, that, I, I, that was actually going to be a question I was going to ask you is, do they incorporate the game, you know, or do they even remote before before the movie even comes out? Do they re-release maybe a uh, a remastered uh, version of it? A, a remastered oh please God, do it. it! Oh my God! Oh my God, Chris! Oh my God! If they do, <laughs> look, y- y'all are about to hear me fucking lose my mind. I'm about to drop eighty-one <laughs> bucks on the three-sixty version. If I get word tomorrow they're remastering it, I'm waiting. And I swear to God, I will pre-order. I'll be there day fucking one to pick it up. And you're not gonna hear from me for fucking two days. Like there's just <laughs> there's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. You know. Um, now, granted, the game could have been a little longer, but oh, it was man. so much fun. And, you know, and, and I keep talking about the game, but there was I I I, I tell everybody about this. There, there's an answering machine upstairs. You know where they had the pool table, where they had the dancing toaster and shit, and, and Ghostbusters too. Mm-hmm. When you go up to that part of the firehouse, there's an answering machine, and it's after you fight Stay Puff, the weaker version of Stay Puff from from the first movie. And uh, you 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 can and it, you can do it anytime throughout the game. There's always a set of messages for every big mission you go on. And you go back to the original hotel, the Sedgwick Hotel. You go back to there at one point to track Slimer down again. Like, he gets loose, and you got to go track him down on the 13th floor again. Or <laughs> on the 12th floor. But, but anyway, uh, like, there's messages, and one of them is, um, Thanks, guys, for fighting this giant marshmallow creature. In the future sometime, could you maybe fight a giant graham cracker and or chocolate creature? Just asking for a friend. Thanks. And then one of them, <laughs> another one was... Um, Hey, Ghostbusters, uh, I got a question concerning all this marshmallow cream on my balcony. Is it safe to eat? And as a follow-up, what if I already have? <laughs> like, like, there's just, there's all these little nuggets throughout the game. And when you activate Ego, or, or not Ego, Vigo, when you activate Vigo, there's, you know, he says all these little random things. You know, one of them is, I see in the future gas prices over $2. You know, stuff like that. And you're just like, fuck, man, this is 91. Because the game takes place in 91. Right. And it's it, it's absolutely great. They have to... They have to acknowledge this game. They have to at some point. Because this was the official continuation. They have to do it at some point. Peck was in it. Fucking Pecker was in the it was in the game. He got his due too. Oh my god, it's so great. But it's just they've got to do it, man. You make me want to run out and buy the you game. Need you need to. Really do. The only problem is the 360 version of it's 81 bucks. I looked it up on Amazon the other day, and it's it I believe me, it's worth it. 
I pre-ordered so, it, so I got the T-shirt to go with it. I still have the T-shirt somewhere. So not only do, should they reference uh, things that happened within the game, they should definitely remaster the game prior oh, to release a Ghostbusters yes. 3 so people can be yes. fresh on the story of it. Rub salt in that wound for Leslie Jones, man. Because they made a game for their Ghostbusters. Guess what? Okay, this is the other thing. Why was why is she mad about Ghostbusters 3 happening when the Ghostbusters Answer the Call video game that had to do with their movie didn't even have them in it? Right. It didn't even have them in it. It had some jock-looking motherfucker and a cheerleader. <laughs> why the why, why are they not mad about that? Well, let's 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 be fair and and real here. I, I will I will speak on like you were saying about like the misogynists of, of Ghostbusters answer the call um, and stuff of that nature. Look, I could dog this movie every which way from Sunday, but I could tell you from, from the initial gate when they first announced 2016, I wanted this movie to be good yeah, because it's Ghostbusters. It's carrying, it's carrying that mantle. I wanted it to be good. I knew nothing about Kate McKinnon. I knew nothing about Kristen Wiig. So I held no opinion on either of them. I knew Kristen Wiig from Paul. All right. Well, I, I held no opinion yeah. on them, one way or the other. Leslie Jones, I knew to be kind of funny, but she's usually very racial and very loud, and I don't particularly care for that. So that was kind of a turnoff. The main turnoff to me was Melissa McCarthy. Not there is funny. nothing about this bitch in any way, shape, or form. Wow, that is straight funny. for the jugular there, huh, Chris? I don't care. I There's don't. nothing about this bitch that is funny in any way, shape, or form. She is a loud, obnoxious woman who thinks that she's the equivalent of the dick and fart joke. If, if the dick and fart joke wasn't funny, yeah, is really what she is. Why would anybody think that constant jokes about one wonton in soapy water looking soup would be funny? Why? It wasn't funny the first time. Why did I see it four more times in the movie? Yep. My problem with Ghostbusters being an all-female cast was not the fact that it was all-female cast, but who they casted. Mm -hmm. You could have gotten, off the top of my head, the girl from... Uh, pitch perfect. The heavy set one, Rebel. Something oh, or other. To yeah. Replace, Rebel to Wilson. Rebel Wilson to replace uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy would have been way funnier. Mm -hmm. You could have gotten uh, the other girl from Pitch Perfect, the cute one, uh, Anna Kendrick. Well, <laughs> the cute one that doesn't really narrow it down. The lead, yeah, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. She could have replaced Kristen Wiig. Way better of an actress. You know, you could have gone older yep. with some actresses and stuff like that. The point being is that you could have had better casting of the female cast. And that in itself would have improved the film. Yeah. And then again, take out the social justice warrior shit. This woman power shit. Don't even point out to it. You want it to be woman's power and let it stand on its own. Yep. The fact that you're forcing it down uh, everybody's throat by throwing it in their face every two minutes, and every male character you had in the movie was a dumbass? Or bad. Or bad. You've ruined it. Yeah. You've ruined it. You've alienated your your, your audience. They're you just, alienated. They're just pissed off because Gozer was a woman with a flat top. That's all it is. <laughs> well, she was a sexually empowered woman. Yeah. And they called Go. her a prehistoric bitch, too. 
prehistoric bitch, but she, you know, let 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 let's let's put the social justice spin on it. Gozer the Gozerian was a sexually liberated woman who may or may not been part of the LBGT community based on her flat top haircut. <laughs> let, let me let me let you guys in on a little secret in case you guys don't have never had your mind in the gutter one point in your life, which you have, but the terms gatekeeper and keymaster, there's a story there. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rick Moranis got lucky in that movie, and you don't even fucking realize it. Yeah, he got the fuck Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. There's even Let a deleted that... scene after they get him out of the dog statues where he looks at her and goes, Dana, did we? And she has that look on her face like, oh, Jesus Christ. And she goes, <laughs> no, Lewis, no, we didn't. And turns around and walks off. <laughs> you can see the look in her eye like, oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's face it. The one that's most lucky in the original two movies is Rick Moranis. Lewis totally got the fuck Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, Vakeman got Lewis's sloppy seconds. Let's be real. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm going to export this real quick. What else are we going to be talking about? nothing we're gonna end it right here guys thank you very much for hanging out with us i hope you enjoyed this video if you did hit that thumbs up button share this out comment and of course give a subscribe guys because we want to be here for you we want you to enjoy the contents that we put out brian please tell them where they can find you and what's coming up for the star wars canon podcast well chris just gave it away you guys can find me at the star wars canon podcast we're going to be starting to go live every saturday night about seven o'clock on youtube uh, channel just simply look for star wars canon podcast uh got a full episode this week coming up too very very excited about it you guys can find us on facebook also it is just star wars canon podcast on there as well uh we've got after shows going up on the patreon account so if you guys want to head over there and help support the canon podcast sure appreciate it uh and uh, i'm getting ready to start up after shows resistance so uh we've been doing clone wars and rebels for a while we're getting ready to start resistance so uh, very very excited about that, and uh, definitely go uh, definitely go check that out. So, and I hope to see you guys Saturday night at the podcast. It'll always be fun. And of course, you can find uh, Realm of Mist podcast right here on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel, and of course, Press A Gaming, all the great uh, Let's Plays that's been going on. And let's not forget War of the Stars. We'll be returning next week, where you guys last week had uh, had the conversation of the good parts of Attack oh, of the Clone. That was so hard. And apparently this time we're going to go the opposite end of the coin. And it looks like uh, for this War of the Stars, we're going to be talking about the things that were not so great. Oh, no, I think Mark changed it. I think we're going to be doing a a character uh, dissect on Leia. Okay, well, uh, maybe it's... uh, Hopefully he did that. Hopefully he did that. Like I (laughs) said, what are we supposed to do with the other 59 minutes of the podcast (laughs) when you're talking about uh, what's bad about Empire? There is nothing bad about Empire. <laughs> the kiss. We'd really have to be the kiss. It wasn't long enough. It should have been Last Jedi. Long, I got. Oh wow. <laughs> I got. I got dibs on the kiss. Heck, dibs on the kiss. That's about it. Actually, I was thinking about it. The one thing I could. I'll, I'll say this much before we end out. If I were to have to pick, since you took the kiss, I would say under utilage of Bosk and IG eighty eight. Mm-hmm. And finding you out show- what the internal temperature of a tauntaun is. Lukewarm. That's true. Yeah, that is true. True story. <laughs> true story guys thank you very much we'll catch you on the next realm of the mist podcast have a good night have a good one everybody